What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Aris. I'm your other host, Elijah Valencia. Welcome back, everybody. Um, it's been uh, a very bad week in fantasy for me. I'm just going to kick it off with that, man. I've had I have some extreme disappointment in my team this week. Like uh, changes are going to be made. Um, I was projected mm. one one thirty in both or one thirty like seven and one thirty and. So 267 combined, there will round up, say, 270. Actually, we'll round down, give my team the benefit of the doubt. Um, how many points does my team score this week combined? Don't look, just give me a guess. Uh, combined, I'll say 200. Uh, we scored 158.45. Extremely disappointing effort by my team. I, I, I'm embarrassed. Um especially for those projections and just to come out like that. So I am three and two in one league and two and three in the other league, extremely disappointing start to my season. Um, I, I don't know if it's locker room issues, what's going on here, but <laughs> we need, we need to get this figured out. So, yeah, I know as a GM, you're going to be on top of that though. So better weeks to come uh, in my hometown league. I'm about to take my first loss. Probably I'm losing by like 30 points and he has, the kicker for the Raiders left and I have Jacoby Myers and Josh Jacobs. So that, you know, it could go either way, but I'll probably lose. And then in our league, I had a good week. I scored 135, but the guy I'm playing scored 139. Unfortunately, the 49ers were just winning by too much yesterday. I had McCaffrey left and he needed 18 points to win me the game. And he just got pulled. You know, obviously they don't want to risk injuries in a game where they're winning by 40 points. So I get it. But for He's my fantasy fraud. game, it was you tough. You should trade him to me. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> George Pickens. Uh, yeah, I could possibly. Actually, it's a little steep. Maybe uh, who do I got on the bench there? I don't know. We'll figure it. We'll work something out. But yeah, okay. I, his value is at an all-time low right now. So yeah. Sell. Of course. Yeah, I should definitely sell him. Uh, but no, whatever. That's fantasy for the week. We'll be back next week on that. I guess we had to give some love to the Bears, though. I mean, I'm not like a, oh, go Bears. Like, I'm losing sleep when they lose every week guy. But, like, you know, I'll tune in. And I tuned in a little bit like, okay, that was that was fun. Uh, I didn't watch many of the games they lost in a row. But I know all my Bears boys, they were down pretty bad. Uh, so, yeah. Hopefully they're feeling better. I know as an Eagles fan, you wouldn't get it. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, strong, strong five and oh, four years of losing. Um, but yeah, I I won't get into too much on Bears here, so we'll just let's move on. We got to keep our people happy. Shout out to the Bears, Justin Fields, DJ Moore. Fields is him, MVP. They're going to the Super Bowl. Um, best team I've ever seen. Yep, let's go. Let's go. Okay, (laughs) on to the next thing. We got to show some love to Clams Casino. If you tuned in to the last episode, you know we dropped our fall playlist. We dropped our clips on Instagram of some of the songs from the playlist just so you guys could get a feel what's going to be on it. Before you check it out, one song, Elijah's Pick, Four Gold Chains by Lil Peep, produced by Clams Casino. We posted it. We tagged all the artists, tagged Clams Casino. He gave us that repost on the story, so shout out to him. That was big. It basically like doubled the engagement of the post, so that yeah, was made our, made our week Big W. Well. Yeah. I was feeling good after that. I was like, okay. Yeah, that th- I love that. Yeah, it was it was really exciting, honestly. Just a little repost and it, like the video was good. Every was good stuff there. So we didn't get to mention him in here, obviously, just being the producer. I didn't 
didn't really think of it. So shout out Clamps Casino. I I feel like the beat makes that song just as good as the the vocals. So of course. And shout out to everybody else to share it too. We're showing some love to Clamps Casino right now. But everybody else <laughs> that showed love, we appreciate you as well, of course. Always. Shout out the boy Chris, though. He gave us the shout out on the story. And when I was going through that, I was I was like, what fucking song did he put? And it was the Spotify <laughs> exclusive. I was like, fucking yeah. pissed, like getting so pissed trying to find that and put it in the playlist. I was like, I did not miss one. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> that was a funny moment there. But that's good. I love it. All right. We are officially back. Songs of the week. We've been slacking on songs of the week. You know, you guys like to get a little bit of a sense of what we're listening to each week so we'll try to be as consistent with these as we can be moving forward kick us off here with your first song of the week uh we got dreams money can buy so this got a private story post by me uh it had something to do with for all the dogs but we're gonna get in that in a little bit um you you obviously read the title but man when this one dropped this was i think going into not dropped you know of course obviously it came to streaming services i'll say um Going into my senior year, the summer, this is just such a such a good vibe here. I love Dreamers Money Can Buy. So that's an all-time Drake hit right there. I love that one. I don't even know if I should say hit. Like it's almost like I don't know. Every song that Drake puts out yeah. is basically a hit. Everybody knows that all of them. But yeah, before it was on streaming services, I would say it was a deeper cut. But yeah, it's massive. Great song. Love it. Uh, my first song of the week, I got How Much Is Weed by Dominic Fike. I really wanted a Dominic Fike song in the fall playlist. It just didn't feel right, though. He gives me more summer vibes, more spring vibes. I'm sure he's got some tracks that would fit. How Much Is Weed, though, that was one that I was like, that- just out of how much I was listening to it, I was like, I would like to have that in the playlist. But I ultimately picked some other songs. But I do love this track, so I had to give it a shout out this week. Uh I mean, to I have a couple amendments. First take should have made it. Um, the Bug Collector, Haley Hendrix. That was another one that I was disappointed I didn't make it. And another one that definitely should be in this playlist, not the summer one, is Politics and Violence. I mean, that could honestly be in every playlist, I guess. It could give me any vibe. It hits every time. But this literally, it would have been like a shoe in here. So it does. I questioned it. I don't remember if I questioned it on the episode or just in general. <laughs> when you picked that that was like what our first playlist though so you know we weren't as skilled with our playlist picks as we are now we weren't as polished but yeah i love politics and violence i that almost gives me it's a mix between like fall and winter i could see it being in any setting as well though as the i mean just like the first half i feel like it does give you spring summer vibes i guess Uh and then then the back that back half is definitely just yeah fall or winter vibes so Mm mm-hmm I had a couple sing about me. I'm dying of thirst by Kendrick. That felt like a fall playlist song. I should have and practice by Freddie Gibbs. Those were two that I was like, I kind of wanted to get him in there, but I want some other things kind of switch up the sound a little bit. We were talking about this. I mean, I love that playlist. It's, I think our best one, you think our best one, a lot of people that have listened to it have enjoyed it. I know that much. Yeah. It's a good playlist. I'm happy with it. And it's a lot of different sounds, but it all kind of comes together very nicely. So I think it turned out pretty good. If you haven't given a listen, please go give it a listen because I think you'll enjoy it. There's something for everybody in that one. Uh, Moving on here. My second track, uh, we got bottom by gonna, and I just, I just am going to say this now. I'm going to be talking about this album in two months. So I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Okay. My next song 
I'll also be talking about in two months here. Uh, I think this is a little bit looser one that, you know, it might not. It's Postcards by Frex. Uh, indie artist, nice single here, just dropped. I've been liking this one a lot. I feel like we have be talking about it in my favorite tracks of the year. That's a little bit looser though, you know, because it's not like, okay, it's 100% going to be in here. But it's one that right now I could definitely see it being in my top tracks. But like I said, it's tracks. So tracks is different than albums. I feel like I would be more like set on albums. Tracks is really going to depend on how I'm feeling that week we decide to put that episode out. But as of right now, I've been liking this one a lot. And I would definitely recommend giving this one a listen. Um, if you're into that indie sound, she got a great voice too, which I think that alone worth a listen. Moving on to my last one here, we have Yale by Ken Carson. Uh, this is one Mauricio and I were just listening to, and he's like, you like Ken Carson? I was like, I mean, I'm not like huge on him, you know, in that whole rage scene, but I was like, it's all right. So shout out the boy Mauricio. I had to find a way to bring him in. So Love. I like that track. I think that might have been the first Ken Carson song I heard. I don't know. Definitely. I don't me. really listen to Ken Carson like that, so I don't really remember. It was either Yale or Teen Bean. Those are, it was one of those two, and those are really two of the only ones I listened to. Um, so if you're a Ken Carson fan, put me on to what I got to listen to because I feel like I don't give him enough respect. All right, my last track of the week, I got Never Catch Me by Flying Lotus and Kendrick Lamar. This song just popped in my head. The beat, I just like thought about it one day. I was like, I got to listen to that track. And it took me back to Lollapalooza. Kendrick had these guys on stage who they looked like marionette figures like they had like weird masks kind of and they were dancing and they danced to like the instrumental of this song and it was fire just the movements if you hear the song i think you can kind of picture how they were dancing but it was dope and so that was immediately what i thought of when i heard this song again this is like pretty off topic here but so you brought in kendrick sing about me i'm dying of thirst and you brought him back in kendrick this has really been something I've wanted to bring in the podcast for like a, a long time here. I'm not a huge fan of uh to Bimba Butterfly. I don't know. I've I've given it so many chances. I if you know if you've noticed that this vinyl right here was to Bimba Butterfly. And so you know, I've always tried to listen to it on vinyl, listen to, you know, listen to it in any setting. And the other the other day, it's been, I mean, a few weeks probably. And I put it on vinyl and listened to the whole thing. And yeah, it got taken down. So, uh, oh my god, extremely overrated album in my eyes. Um, I've tried to understand it. I don't understand the hype behind it, but yeah, shout out Kendrick Lamar. He's one of you know top one of <laughs> top artists. But yeah, just very random. I didn't know when I wanted to bring it in, but now is the moment. So yeah, that one's been eating at you for a minute, I guess. That's crazy. That was such a random thing to go out right now and the people are not going to be happy I, actually oh. i think some people will probably be happy that you said that this some is people like, are probably are right good, there with good you. to go to war yeah yeah i love to butterfly though i might it's like neck and neck with good kid mad city though i'm not like oh yeah it's like the best uh -huh. because but they're both really good everything kendrick has put out is you know he's very consistent so um i don't know i love to pimp butterfly though i, I it's I don't know oh, if it's no. like the social media influence behind it. Like the like great, like there are people who will die on the hill that this is the greatest album of all time. Greatest, like not, not even rap album, greatest album of all time. Mm -hmm. And it, it, that's sickening to me. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, to each his own. That's a little crazy to me though. Personally, I really was not that into it when it first dropped, you know, I was like 
six, 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 17. I was like, ah, it's like, it's cool. Whatever. All right. Was good. King Kunta was good. But now I'm going back to Wesley's theory. I'm going back to institutionalized. I'm going back yeah. to these walls. You know, I, I think, I don't know. I obviously you've given it some tries. So I won't say give yeah. it a try and it'll stick, but this is like 10 years in the no. making here. Like it's uh, and you know, I felt like I've, it's been years now that I've kind of just had that thought in the back of my head and maybe I'm going to get torched for this, but I just, it had to be brought out. So. Okay. Fair enough. I appreciate your bravery to share that with. <laughs> yeah. This is world. really a scary thing. <laughs> yeah. You might get eaten up, but uh, I respect you for standing on that. Cause I, I know one thing about you, you're going to stand on business. Uh, (laughs) All right. We're talking a lot about Kendrick here. We got to talk about with one of the other Mount Rushmore, the 2010s. You've seen the title, you know, today's episode. We're talking about our first thoughts on Drake's new album for all the dogs. Let's, I guess, just kick it off here. Like what are your overall thoughts on the album? Then we can kind of go into, you know, favorite songs, moments, things like that as we go throughout uh, this conversation but yeah kick us off here what were your initial thoughts on the album how are you feeling um i mean i'm just gonna start this just to say that this is not a bad album but it's an extremely disappointing album um you know this feels like certified lover boy too that one still really hasn't grown on me too too much but like it just gives that same vibe i had you know like extremely high hopes for this album from the um, even from her loss like that was a good sign you know what we we're gonna get and then I mean to pair that with you know Drake saying this is good this is the old Drake this is the old Drake and mm-hmm. man this album it's too long uh, it's not very memorable all the tracks I mean sound very similar like it, it literally just feels yep. like certified lover boy too um, and you know I'm like a diehard Drake fan like that was I mean my that is my favorite artist ever one of them definitely in my top three and to put out a 20 song album this disappointing is it's bad huh. I mean it, uh I mean 20 song Drake albums take care um views is nothing was the same as a little bit under that um I mean those albums I, I are fantastic and then even Scorpion and more life give you memorable moments they give you something to you know go home with something that I feel like you can bump and man, I like outside of Yee had a phenomenal feature. J Cole had a, another great feature. Um, best artist in the game right now. J Cole, of course. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's not even giving me like more life or Scorpion vibes. Like this just feels like certified lover boy all over again. And um, man, mm. it, it's disappointing. It's, and it's, it's, it's not, um, you know, a bad collection of music. It doesn't feel like an album either. That's another another point there. It's a playlist and it's a poorly curated one at that. Um, but yeah, this is this isn't the old Drake. This isn't the Drake I know. I, <laughs> no, it, it two, has two years gone by that long that it feels like the old Drake. But shit, I mean, man, it's disappointing. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I have a couple points to go off that. First, I think Drake almost sets himself up for failure based on his track record because we've seen the highs that Drake can do. So it's like anything he puts out that isn't at that level. It's just like, wow, this is disappointing. You just don't remember it as well as the tracks that are so memorable early in his career, especially. Um, But yeah, going back to that old Drake, he 
did not give me the old Drake vibe on this at all. I would say, um, I think part of that, I mean, the production, I mean, old Drake wasn't rapping on Benny X beats with yeet features. Like, you know, so you can't really say the old Drake and then do this. Um, Benny X, I think has like credit on eight songs, I think, or something like that. So it's like, if you wanted that old Drake, I think you needed to tap in with those producers that you've been rocking with from the jump that delivered classic hits in your career. I think you had to get a Wayne feature. I yeah, think you had that's... to get a Nicki feature. I mm-hmm. think you had to get back in the more personal raps. And I think he, you know, he's always going to do that to some extent, but I saw somebody on TikTok and they were like, if you showed somebody take care, nothing was the same. And, you know, even like a thank me later versus a certified lover boy, her loss. And for all the dogs, I think you would say Drake is more mature with what he's talking about and how he's talking about it on those earlier tracks and those earlier projects. And I don't disagree. Like, I think, I mean, yeah, I would go back to that as like, that's Drake where he's talking from a perspective that I want to listen to. And now it's like, you know, he's kind of just doing these songs to do them. It feels like, I mean, 23 songs, almost an hour and a half is crazy. Like nobody needs all that. I get that it's the streaming era. I get that that's, you know, how a lot of people do things, but I think if you gave Drake a 12 song, 45 minute album, and it was like the best pieces of these tracks, it would be so much better. And people in general will be so much happier I feel like that would just help his reputation out so much. I don't even know. Uh, and I mean, I add on to the like certified lover boy point at the time. Knife talk was pretty big. Uh, Way too sexy was, I felt like that one was fucking massive. massive. And we have a song with Drake and J Cole and it doesn't feel like it's, it's not at the level of those. Like, I don't know any of those tracks that's ever going to top fucking way too sexy like i we don't have that like iconic track that's gonna blow up i or i feel like i mean that's me personally obviously i don't know how things are gonna go um and it just feels very like played out um i honestly i this could end up being a bad take um we don't i guess we'll see where this goes this is my worst drake album ever um Mm. and i'm not a huge fan of honestly never mind but at least he's trying something different there. You know, I get the vibe there. Like, this is just, I feel it's just like throwaway tracks. Like, this is not a, not a Drake album that I seem like I can, I can't, I was talking to you, you know, the other day, um, I think it was the day after it released. And I was like, I can't even name you a song, let alone one I'm bumping, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's crazy for me. Cause like, Drake I, Drake's why I'm here you know like I Drake is the reason why I love rap the way I do you know one of the key components of that and damn yeah disappointing yeah I think there were a lot of tracks where I just like questioned the song structure like I was like what are you trying to achieve with this and that kind of goes back to your point with like even the track with Jake Cole like it doesn't sound like a hit it's a great song it's probably my favorite song on the project but it doesn't have that feeling that it's like okay yeah this is gonna be a hit like you're gonna hear this at parties you're gonna hear this at clubs you're gonna hear this everywhere you know i think you will hear it just because it's a song with j cole and drake like people are gonna love it people are gonna listen to it but it's like 
and it is good but it doesn't have that like hit sound that you know a lot of drake songs do have and you know sometimes it's not a bad thing but there were so many songs that just didn't feel like they knew what they were supposed to be an example of that i would say is the song with yeet like it has that intro for a minute and it's so good that intro sounds great but then it just goes into a normal beat that you would rap on. Like it doesn't do something with like that sample that it's using. And so then it's like, what's the point of having that? If it's a song with Yeet, I think you'd want it to be like a hit that you could play at the clubs, play all everywhere. But you can't do that with a song that has an intro like that for a minute. Like that just sounds out of place. And the same thing goes for Rich Baby Daddy, where it has that outro that's different. I can't see that being played everywhere, but maybe it will be. I don't know, because it is Drake. Uh, I think that was actually one of my favorite songs. I loved rich baby daddy for what it was. I think sex red was pretty good in the chorus. I didn't love her verse as much. Sizzle feature was great. And I thought Drake was pretty good, but it was like an over five minute song that should have been two minutes and 40 seconds. And that's how I felt about a lot of these songs. Um, yeah. And that I, I was one who I, you know, social media, I feel like is going like nuts on sexy red. I didn't think it was an awful feature. And I feel like at this point in time, you know, like a track with Drake says in Sexy Red should be fucking massive. And I've always been one to be all right with, you know, it started with views when Drake started bringing in, you know, more of this pop element. He had one dance on there. What else uh, did he have? Child's Play. Um, Control. You know, just more, yeah. Hotline Bling. And even into Scorpion, like I go back to Scorpion, nice for what's so fucking good. Um, don't matter to me my, with the Michael Jackson feature. That's fire um what are in some my feelings like, yeah in my feel like those i will i will respect if he does that lane but he, i feel like he's got to pick one i felt like this album was somewhat in between like are we getting you know like this pop drake or what like are we getting the old drake i don't know it's um it, it's not bad music is is what like i kind of want to end my points with is this isn't a bad album i don't think it's possible for drake to put out a bad a genuinely bad album but I just had much higher expectations, you know, and I, I know there's going to be some people out there who love this album and, you know, it still could grow on either of us here, but I don't foresee it for myself personally. I'll actually say that it has slightly grown on me. Like I think on my second listen, I was like, okay, that was better than I thought on my first listen. But that's just, like I said, that Drake just sets himself up with such a high bar because we've seen that high bar from Drake. And so I think after I was like going in for my second listen, the bar was almost to the floor. Cause I'm like, ah, it's okay. Like it's whatever. And then I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. And so I think that's kind of why Drake projects tend to get so much hate at first. And they kind of come back and grow on people a couple months later. Like there's that stereotype that that's what they do. And I think that is true to a case. Like, I think you just got to give it some time sometimes, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't find myself going back to her loss or, you know, I actually go back to honestly, never mind more than I go back to her loss. I and I I bump her loss like pretty consistently. Um, that was one I I really enjoyed at the time. I felt like it was just a really great vibe and and like I honestly never mind. That's not a bad project either. Like Certified Lover Boy wasn't like a flop, and I feel like it's one that has grown on people since. And then to do these two albums, I was like, okay, I was like, I was really excited for like the vibe we're gonna get. I didn't think we'd ever you know get something. I like I said, it's just like a carbon copy of a uh, certified lover boy to me. So, yeah, I will say, I mean, there's definitely some tracks I like on it. I'll run through my tracks I like. I mentioned 
rich baby daddy scissor feature on that was crazy i loved that mm -hmm. like when i heard her coming i didn't see she was featured on the track i was just listening on my speakers like i wasn't like looking at the features or anything like that mm -hmm. and i knew sexy red was on it for whatever reason because obviously she's like the start of the song and so then when scissor came on i was like oh my god like i love this i was good uh but like i said the song went on too long kind of did too much for what i wanted out of that track um but i still like it a pretty good amount uh 8 a.m in charlotte you know we got that before we got the project and i was like okay this is a good sign 8 a.m in charlotte is a pretty good track i think drake always just knows he has to come through on those yeah. you know uh place and time songs uh when i heard conductor on that beat i was like was oh my god yeah, yeah. conductor williams that was fire uh I just wish you would have went full Griselda. We would have got like a bunch of, you know, ad libs. We would have got conductor, oh. conductor. Like I wish you would have went overboard with it. That would have been fire. Uh, but no, it was a good track. Obviously, first person shooter. We've been talking about that. J. Cole did his thing. That was a good one. Um, another late night with Lil Yachty. I feel like that was solid. It wasn't like bad by any means, but it was good. Like it was towards the top of my favorite songs. And then the last one, I'll say tried our best. Tried our best was pretty good. I mean, when Drake said, I swear to God, you think I'm Shakespeare. That's always what you want to play. Right. I mean, that's a good line. That's a classic Drake line. There were some just like, wow, bad Drake lines on this one though. Drake's always walked the line of like, is this a bar or is this the worst thing I've ever heard? And I think this is the project where he's walked that line the closest. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll end with you know some tracks for me. I I did enjoy Virginia Beach. I liked uh, seven nine six nine Santa was is that the numbering yep. there? And then uh, yeah eight a, or yeah is it eight p.m. in Charlotte or eight a.m. in Charlotte? I can't see. I just I, this album just feels like like a blur yeah. to me. Um, yeah. And then first person shooter. I mean, man, Jay Cole needs to come with a fall off because like this dude does not fucking miss. Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna end this on a high night high note. Like. I feel like he, this dude fucking tears up any feature he is on. I, it's insane. Like the, the feature run he's on for like the past two years. And I mean, the off season, that was a great project as well. And mm -hmm. I mean, no, no one's touching King Cole. No, he's definitely in his bag. Another person that nobody's touching right now, Tizo touchdown. And you mm, mentioned five. seven, nine, six, nine Santa. The outro on that with Tizo was so good. I didn't love Amen as much as I feel like a lot of people will do. Like, I feel like that's one that people are going back to. They're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Just because Tizo's on it. Uh, I thought it was fine, but it wasn't, like, one of my favorites. But his outro on that track was so good. Uh, and then you get Snoop Dogg on it, which is fire. Because, you know, for all the dogs, you got to have Snoop Dogg. So that was great. There's a couple moments I want to talk about before we move on here. First, obviously, we got to talk about Adonis. The Adonis feature. That's, that was fire. That's like a cool moment. Like, that was cool. Look back, yeah. He's a kid. I, obviously, you know, he didn't like come through with a J. Cole level verse, but it's cool for what it was. Like, it was like, okay, yeah, like, like think like, about like putting your kid on, on the album. Like that, that's just hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a cool moment. Uh, obviously, we got, we got to talk about the way the album started. You got a Frank Ocean sample. That was fire. It sounded great. Uh, Virginia Beach. I thought we were going to get shots at push too. Like I thought yeah, like, oh, I, thought I was like, too. it's fucking happening. Drake is, yeah. uh, Drake's coming, but yeah, it was, it didn't end up being that, but it was still a great track. Yeah. It was pretty tame, but good track and great sample. And then I got to 
ask you, what do you think about the dogs barking? Like when you hear a dog bark in the background on the production, how do you feel about that? It's like, it's corny, but I feel like expected. A hundred percent. I knew we were to get a dog barking. Uh, I think it was Bahamas Promises. That was one where it was like, oh, you're getting a lot of dogs barking. Uh, some of you just got like a little bark, it was, it was whatever, but yeah. it was interesting. I knew it was going to happen, and I still don't know how I feel about it. If I'm like, oh, I, that's cool, or it's just whatever. I was like curious to see what, are we getting a fucking poodle, or are we getting like a chihuahua, or are we getting a fucking, oh, without warning, fucking, yeah. That's so, the dog, I, yeah. I literally picture the without warning, I picture a vicious <laughs> dog uh, just going at it. And then I will give a shout out to one other line that just sticks out to me. Uh, and that is on what would Pluto do? Another pretty good track where Drake is getting that flow. He's like, finish everyone with, okay. And he hits the baby girl, Adonis needs a sister. Okay. I mean, Sheesh, that was a good line too. Fire, yeah. That was funny. So uh, I liked that. But yeah, overall, it's definitely not bad, but. It's just okay. It's, yeah, I was expecting it. We had just had higher expectations. So um yeah. we're gonna see fucking Drake just drill us in our fucking comments like Joe Budden. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I almost don't want to put this out just because <laughs> we got the boy coming at us. But yeah, I, I mean the album it's Drake album, so you know it's gonna do pretty well in sales. It's projected to sell between four hundred and four hundred fifty thousand first week, which would be his highest debut since CLB. So I think, you know, obviously it's a long album, a lot of tracks to stream. So, you know, it's going to do numbers. Um, so I don't think it's a really surprise. So we'll be back next week with official numbers on what it actually does. But big week for Drake. Yeah. Um, I mean, sale, you know, he's never going to flop in sales. So um, no. obviously huge numbers there. And then let's get into the news a little bit this week to wrap things up. Let's start off with the projects and the singles. We got projects obviously from Drake. We got Earl Sweatshirt and the Alchemist Project coming to streaming, El Camino, Omar Apollo, and Wiz Khalifa. Then we got singles from Thames, Denzel Curry, J Rock, Kevin Abstract, NBA Youngboy, and Danger Incorporated. A second out of favorite. We had to give them some love. <laughs> Yeah, uh, diamonds could have made the uh, the fall playlist too. That's yeah, uh, that one like has that just they crew, you know, what crews it like hit on. So, like, I can never put it in the playlist because uh, you know, like, it's just it's never gonna feel in, in place. So, um, the Tim's Tim's, I like that. Um, and then oh, the Kevin Abstract that was like super different. I was expecting somewhat of a pop, it was like more of an alternative vibe. So, I, I really yeah. liked what he put out there. Yeah, I got big Paris, Texas vibes on the kevin abstract track i liked that though paris texas they've been killing it all year um i gotta give love to earl sweatshirt and the alchemist though. i love that project it's very good vince staples features great uh those are you know a very consistent producer and a very consistent rapper so you know we're gonna get on that you know it's gonna be good you don't know exactly how it's gonna sound but you know you're gonna get great production and you're gonna get great rapping and it's not going to be for everybody, but I think for those that are fans of Earl, you're going to like it. So if you haven't given that one a listen, definitely do that. I really like, I've, you know, Vince Staples and the Alchemist, like, I really think this album might make my, my top 10, you know, it's been out since like August. It's it's fire. So, um, mm. yeah, I, I don't, are we getting this project? What? I mean, it wasn't, I think it was August 9th. I'll never forget that day. It was like a vinyl or something that they were supposed to release and it like nothing oh, yeah. else came out. So I just jokes there. Hopefully that does make my top 10 albums of the year. All jokes. Aside. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, I'll take it whenever we get it. Um, 
next news here. We've got a couple points of news here. Uh, pretty light week, you know, when Drake is releasing, everybody else kind of comes to a halt. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back hopefully with more news next week. But we got a, three points to get into this week. First, Post Malone and Westside Gun are dropping a collab track soon this year. Post Malone, they asked him who's artists he most want to collab with, and he said Westside Gun. He's like, we actually got something coming. Blew my mind. I never would have imagined a world where we're going to get a track from Post Malone and Westside Gun. This is one I weirdly think is going to work out like very well. I do too. <laughs> and I can't explain it because I really don't even listen to Post Malone, but I think it'll work out well. And I don't know why. Like it's something about Westside Gun that, you know, we saw him work with Travis Scott. We've seen him work with a lot of different types of people. So why not Post Malone, I guess? Yeah. Uh, well, I like this is I have high, very high expectations for this. So hopefully they go crazy together. Yeah. And I mean, we got Westside Guns album coming out this Friday. So I mean, I don't think it's to be on there. I think it's to be something else. But just got to say, I am very excited for that. That we got album of the year expectations on that one. And I mean, he sets out on himself as well. So we'll see on that. But I'm ready. Uh, next news here Kid Cudi says that his album, Insano, will have over 40 songs including multiple deluxe versions when it's released. I know how you feel about Kid Cudi, so I almost don't even want to get your comments here. Uh, but 40 I tracks is one. crazy. Uh, prayers to it. whoever the fuck's going to sit through and listen to all that shit. <laughs> yeah. I could not imagine myself listening to 40 songs of almost anybody in one sitting, but we'll see. It definitely maybe wouldn't it, be Kid Cudi. It, it 100% maybe maybe would... it'll be good, though. We'll see. Got it. Uh, all right. And then the last news here, Donald Glover, my man, kind of back in the public eye a little bit. He's been in a Bose commercial. Uh, he actually came out at Thundercats show. They played Shadows together, which is a elite song off because of the internet. And he had an interview where he said, it'll be clear sooner rather than later when he was talking about new music. This is a great sign. I don't even know what it's a great sign for, but it makes me happy. It makes me excited. I need new music from him. But I'll also be just grateful for anything we get from him because we've already gotten so much. Yeah, he's just one I like will never accept is dropping music until you know I'm no listening to it on Apple Music. So I mean hopefully we get that, obviously. So yeah. So we'll see. And you're gonna want to come back for that because that's that's one of my guys. So I I'm gonna be the guy you want to hear my thoughts on that when he drops because he hasn't dropped since the pod's been out. So <laughs> I'll be excited for that. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Let us know what you guys are thinking about for all the dogs in the comments, on the DMs, on our stories, on Instagram. Uh, love to hear what you guys think. But we'll be back next Monday with a new episode. Uh, have a great week. We'll see you guys later. Peace.